What's up, Facebook and Instagram Live? I'm coming to you. My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments LLC, where the deal is already done. And I am coming to you guys live. Give me one second. I'm going to post this into Instagram. There we go. There we go. Now we now we move in it like we should, all right? We're on episode 57 of goals and updates. Now, if you're on Instagram Live, I highly, what's up, Ashman? I highly recommend that you come on to Facebook Live because the, the sound quality is going to be crispy clean, all right? Crispy clean. I don't know what it sounds like on Instagram because I can't hear the audio, but I can tell you on Facebook, it is one hell of a sound quality difference. All right, so we're coming to you guys live. I got, uh, I got all these settings, I think, put on right. <clears throat> all right, so I got a great episode for you guys. We're coming out Friday because I missed up on Monday, and uh, it and I'm, I'm running behind on schedule. I was supposed to do this at 5.30. I'm about like two hours late, but uh, I keep forgetting that um, before it would take me 15 minutes to set this up, and now it's taking me like 30 to 40 minutes because I got to get all the – I got to hook a lot of different things up to um, the computer and then uh, into the, the stereo equipment and stuff. So it's gonna, it, it takes a longer time for setup, so I gotta start anticipating that, and I had to go do other things before I went on the show. Now real quick, we're gonna talk about a bunch of different things. We're gonna go and um, I'm gonna update you a little bit on my job, because uh, today was the last day of the first week of uh, my full-time position, and I'm gonna update you on stuff that I saw, and then we're gonna go into two topics. The first topic's gonna be you're living someone else's dreams, and then the second topic is going to be the best revenge is massive success. Then we'll talk about done deal investments is what I'm wearing right now, <clears throat> which is my business. And then we'll end it from there. So real quick, I'm going to update you guys. I like to update you guys so you guys know that I'm doing the same things that I preach about or that I'm talking about on here. And uh, so today was the last day of, um, I didn't, I didn't complete a full week because uh, Monday, I believe the company that I work for uh, was off for President's Day. So I was actually working at the marketing job. So it was my last day at the marketing job. And um, so technically it was kind of like a little less than a full week. But what I've realized, and this is actually a really, really scary thought, which I'm actually, um, after this episode, I'm going to write down and I'll do into a, uh, I'm going to do it into another, it's going to be a, it's going to be a topic that I'm going to talk about. All right. Um, Actually, it's actually probably what I'm actually going to talk about with uh, you're living someone else's dreams. It's probably going to tie into that uh, a lot, but I might actually do a separate subject for it. But anyways, so when I was at the job, what I realized is at this job, it's very, very strict, meaning that um, they have a phone and you have to clock in for everything. So you only have a two minute grace period, which they call a grace period, uh, where you can clock in two minutes before your starting shift. On the phone, you have to log in, and then you have to press, like, uh, right now I'm in training, so I press training, but if I wasn't, it would just be I just log in, and I um, I don't think I press anything else. I think I would just log in, but um, they calculate everything by the, the minute, basically. Everything's calculated by the minute, and what happens is uh, you got to clock in, and you can only clock in two minutes early or exactly on time or two minutes past the time before you're considered late clocking in. Now... Um, there, I think I work roughly, I work like, I want to say like seven or eight hours, maybe a shift. It could be like seven hours. It could be like a seven hour shift a day. But what happens is you get two, you get a lunch break, which is 30 minutes. And then you get two like regular breaks where you can stretch, walk around, maybe go get a snack, go to the restroom. You have two of those breaks. All right. The whole entire time, everything's clocked. 
So when you go for those 15-minute breaks, you have to clock out right at that specific time they want you to clock out. And then right, right after, it's like right on that 15-minute mark, you have to clock right back in, all right? Then you'll get lunch. And the same thing for lunch. You clock right out right when you hit your time. So if it was 11 o'clock, I was taking lunch. I have to clock out right at 11 o'clock. I have to press meal or lunch. Then I have to come back specifically in 30 minutes or I, I get points. All right, so I get points basically, and I get you know I get I get screwed for not clocking in exactly in thirty minutes. All right, same thing with the second break. Then you get and then you get another fifteen minute break, and the same thing as what I told you before. So they're very very strict on time. The other thing I noticed is eighty five percent of my time will be there because it's a full time position. They expect me to work at least I believe like fifty to sixty hours a week. All right. Um, so keep in mind, like I'm there, 85% of my own time goes to working there, right? The other things to keep in mind is they have these policy rules where there's no phones, zero phones. If they catch you with your phones, like they, they like basically yell at you. So you can't be on your phone 0% of the time there. Um, except when you're in like a, if you're on break or you're in the lunchroom, they have specific areas where you can go on your phone, all right? You're not allowed to have it at your desk. Like you have it in your pocket, obviously, but you're not allowed to actually answer phone calls, be on the phone, period, whether it's looking at emails, texting, anything. And then um, you can't read. It's all focused on um, productivity. And they time you. So like right now I'm doing customer service, which is emails. Right now they're not really timing me because I'm in training. So they just want me to get the habits of what the formatting is, you know, the templates that they have, uh, just structure of uh, doing the actual um, emails properly. And then they're going to time. So then they calculate, you're supposed to have seven emails, I think, an hour done. So then it's all time productive. So, um, you know, it's, it was kind of, it, it's kind of weird because the fourth day I came, I came through with it. I don't know why this is popping. I don't know if you guys can hear the popping, but I hear it on my mic. But um, the, uh, what do you call it? I lost my channel though. But anyways, so what I realized when I was looking out there, what's up, Sterling? What's up, man? So what I realized when I was when I was actually working there is how scary it really becomes because, like I said, 85% of your time is there. Most people get too comfortable there, and I'm sure people have been working there for massive, like, long-term youth, meaning, like, people are probably there five years, maybe even 10, 15, maybe even more. And the scary thing to think about is, like, they control everything that you're doing, like, literally to the, to the T when you're working there. you got to clock in exactly at the same time. You get 15-minute breaks if you go over your penalized. You have a 30-minute lunch, you go over your penalized. You have 15, another 15-minute break. And it should, it, it's, it's kind of crazy because that is the corporate world, right? So it's really easy to get sucked into, I guess, being comfortable there and not, and not realizing that they're really controlling everything that you're doing in a sense of uh, time and what you're doing with that time. Um, and keep in mind, it's almost like uh, – it's literally like cubicle after cubicle. So there's one little small room and there's just maybe like 50 to 60 people sitting in a cubicle answering phone calls. Do, you know, everyone has different things they're working on. Like there's probably a sales department there. Uh, there's probably a marketing uh, department there. There's people like myself that are in the customer service where we're answering emails and, and calling service providers as the warranty company that I work for. So the, the crazy thing is um, you start realizing that the corporate world in certain segments Certain segments, um, everything's controlled. 
and like you you really don't have you really don't have any time to really do much which is the scariest thing because a lot of people get too comfortable there and they don't do anything sorry instagram uh the the freaking phone keeps doing different things and it's pausing you guys my bad but um but anyway so that's just like the thing but right now i've been doing pretty good i, I was accidentally late today which I was kind of pissed off about because I, I set an alarm and I woke up and then I, I snoozed it and I didn't make it up in time and I was 30 minutes late, which I was pretty pissed at myself for. So it, it's not going to happen again. I'll just let you, I'll let you guys know that. I, I, I told uh, the manager there, I was like, well, it won't happen again. I promise you that. One, one, uh, one fuck up equals no more fuck ups for me. So anyways, um, so yeah, that's the scariest part is as I started to realize how much control that, you know, you really don't have, like they're controlling everything you're possibly doing. Uh, and I'm sure it's not just this place. It's probably, like I said, it's my full, my first full-time job where literally like it's really strict there. And I've, I've never been in an environment where it was completely like strict like that. So that's something I wanted to update you guys on. And then um, I'll probably talk more about it once I start talking about uh, the first topic, which we're going to get into right now. So you're, you're living someone else's dream. And what I mean by that. Uh, what's up, Vivian? Uh, Cargus, I think that's how you say your last name. But um, what I mean by you're living someone else's dream is it, it, this replies more to people that work a lot for someone else. So if you're not, if you don't own your own business, which is perfectly fine, I mean, you, you, could, definitely, you could definitely work for a company and, and still do well, uh, and you don't have to own your own business. But the point of the matter is start thinking about what you want in life. Uh, most people drift. And what I mean by drift is uh, most people get stuck into that nine, nine to five vibe that I was talking to you about earlier, where every single second is controlled. And then you're controlled what to think because, you know, you're eight, like I said, 85% of your time, you're working somewhere. You're not, you're not doing what you want to do. You're doing what other people want you to do. So you start getting into the habit of like, all right, this is what is expected of me from society. And you don't try to go and do your own thing. You kind of just you drift. You work the nine to five. You go home and maybe waste a bunch of time, and then uh, you don't you don't do anything with the rest of your time. You kind of just maybe watch Netflix, play video games, um, and you just waste a you waste a lot of time, and you're not focused on what you want. Mo I'm telling you, ninety percent of the people that are there, maybe even ninety five. I'll even go ninety five percent of the people that are there are very overweight. They're they're not. They don't look like they're healthy at all. All right. And the reason for that is because they're, they're a lot of the people that I work with eat out. So they're ordering all this food, which I'm going to get into another topic, which it brings to, but they're ordering all this food and then they're not, they're not working out later on. They're probably not going to the gym after work and they're sitting down for hours at end. Like I said, I, I think it's like seven hour shifts that I'm working and they're not working out. All right. So the other thing I wanted to bring to your attention too was that you have to, um, oh, the, and by the way, these people complain they don't have enough money. The reason they don't have enough money is because they're eating out a lot. All right. They're, they're not, they're not trying to, they're not trying to use, they're not trying to like think about like how to preserve money or like, uh, to live in their, in their means. They're going out and they're spending like $15 a day on food. Uh, the last four days I've been working at this job, almost every single person there has ordered out and has not brought lunch. All right. So like I said, they're spending probably like 10 to $15 a day, all right? And I wish I had a calculator in front of me because I would add it up and I'd tell you how much they're probably spending a month on food or even two weeks because that's, that's what their paycheck is probably. Uh, they get paid there every two weeks, which is a normal cycle 
for anyone that works. It's normally two weeks you get paid every two weeks. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is, um, you know, be, be very observant of your surroundings and start trying to start trying to tell yourself, like, I don't, I don't want to be like everyone else. I want to start doing something different and, um, you know, don't waste a lot of your time and, and, you know, what, whatever time you have left, start, start thinking about what you want yourself. Now, um, I want to get a little bit more deeper into the topic of, uh, you're living someone else's dreams. Cause it, I didn't really get into too specific detail about it. And I'll give you a couple examples too. Um, living, this one's kind of weird because a lot of people aren't paying attention to like their everyday life. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. And what ends up happening is you start, another thing too, is people don't write down their goals and most people don't, maybe they have big dreams, but since they're not trying to go after goals, they're not writing down goals, they're not actually trying to achieve any real big goals. That's when someone could easily come around and be like, Hey, here's, here's a business idea. And then you just jump onto the business idea. And I've been guilty of this hundreds of times. All right. Because I didn't have my own vision of myself or maybe I did have a vision of myself, but the goal, I didn't have goals. I didn't have goals. I wasn't really writing a lot of stuff down. I wasn't trying to like document my own goals and dreams. I was kind of just living every single day and then trying to develop it in my, in my thoughts. And what happens is you either forget what you thought about before because you didn't write it down to document it. And then when someone else comes up with an idea, since you're not, you're not really 100% convinced on your own ideas and thoughts and goals and dreams, someone else comes along and goes, hey, here's a great idea. I can give you an example of um, what I've, I've done a bunch of different things where I was like, I probably should never have even started this. And it was because I wasn't really convinced on what I wanted to do. So when someone came with an idea, I'm like, oh, shit, that's a great idea from, for fast cash. And then I go and do it, and I realize I waste so much time trying to do this that I, I stopped doing the other stuff that I wanted to do, right? So I'm going to give you some examples of that real quick. I did World Ventures, which you guys probably saw in one of these um, goals and ep uh, updates episodes. And what ended up happening was I did that a while back and um, I got one of my friends to do it. And then like, she was kind of like, you know, like I got her to do, I convinced her to do it when she's watching it right now. But I, I, couldn't, I convinced her to do it. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what? Like I'm wasting a lot of time trying to, trying to figure this out. It didn't, the company was really trash, by the way. The company, they didn't, they didn't give us any information on how to sell it. They didn't give us really good presentations. They didn't supply anything. They just said, hey, here's what we sell and go do what you want. And, and it's good too because you can be creative with it and there's really no restrictions. But at the same time, they're, they're not really trying to help you. They're not giving you resources. They're not, you know, if you went to a corporation like what I'm doing right now, they have massive resources to sell. If I wanted to sell something like a warranty, they're going to give me resources to sell it. But um, with the World Ventures, they didn't do any of that. They kind of just said, here's the product, sell it, and, and good luck. And when you call customer service, customer service was really crappy. Uh, there just wasn't much guidance. Yeah, so, yeah, Ashman, yeah, so Ashman was saying there's no, there wasn't a lot of guidance. But the point of the matter was there wasn't, that was one that I did. And then I ended up doing it again because I was, this kid convinced me to do it again. All right. Cause I wasn't convinced on what I was doing. And I thought to myself, you know what? I could easily promote that and I could easily do this, this and that. And what ended up happening was I was like, I just don't have time to create this stuff. What's up, Thomas. I was like, I don't have time to create this stuff anymore. And what ended up happening was, um, 
I, I started losing my time for the other stuff that I wanted to do that was going to focus on myself, the goals that I had for myself and the dreams that I had for myself. And I ended up quitting that. And that's why you only saw that. I think for, I think I promoted that on like two episodes and I was like, you know, like it's, it's just not worth it uh, because I didn't, I didn't believe in that company. And like, if I don't believe in that company, how am I going to sell that to you guys? So I was like, I didn't, I really didn't believe in it. I believed it the second time because he convinced me. I appreciate it, Thomas. Yeah, man. I appreciate the mic, by the way, because you're the one that gave me the mic. I, I did everything else after the mic. But, um, but yeah, so I basically um, went into it again. And then I was like, you know, like the kid convinced me again because I was like, maybe it was just me, um, which, you know, probably was, it probably still is me. It's just, I don't have time for that. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not my focus to go and sell that stuff. And it wasn't, the other thing too, you got to keep in mind is like, you have to keep things that adapt with whatever you're doing. So like this podcast adapt to, to done deal investments, this podcast adapts to, um, you know, marketing. It, it's, it adapts to a whole bunch of other things that lead into more stuff. The, the, the one that I was talking about with world ventures, it didn't do any of that. It was just, it was just traveling. And any of the stuff that I'm, all the stuff that I'm doing doesn't relate to traveling. So that's what I'm trying to tell you is like, it does, it didn't align with what I was doing. It was just extra tedious stuff that I had to do, which was cutting time away from the other stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to keep, keep you in, in tune or keep in mind is that uh, your parents can even, oh, this is a crazy thing that I heard, by the way, since we're talking about this topic and it, it just hit me. I wasn't even thinking about this, but I came across this video where it was, um, I think it was Ed Millett or Maletti, however you say his last name, if you want to go look him up. But what they were talking about is we're all, we all start off living our parents' dreams. Now, everyone can relate to this one. So this one's a good one. And it popped in my head instantly when we started talking about this topic, all right? We all start living our parents' dreams when we are born. And you're probably asking yourself, well, why do you think that? And the reason is because when you're born, who influences you to do things? You're, you're not capable of picking things yourself. Someone else has to pick that for you. So your parents go and pick your clothes. Your parents go and, and pick who you're going to hang out with. Your parents go and pick all these things that influence you to, pick, to go down that path, right? So your parents actually give you the dream that they want you to follow because they're influencing, or influencing you all in these different categories and subjects and you end up, you don't realize it because obviously like you're, you're too young and then you grow up and then that's when you start figuring yourself out. But whatever school you went to, whatever, basically anything you did 110% was influenced by your parents. So your parents actually start you off by your dreams and goals. You don't even do that yourself when you first start off in, in the world. And that's the craziest part is like, that's why I think people get stuck because people can't, people don't realize that. People don't realize that most of the stuff that's marketed to you is someone else's dream or someone else's goal. So you have to figure out what you want. All right. You have to dig deep down inside and trust me, like I'm, I'm still not 110% convinced, like, you know, what I want to do and things change over time. So you're never going to hundred percent understand what, what you want to do. You might have like maybe 90% of it figured out. And then like, you know, as you get older, things change and you adapt, but what you really want to understand is that someone else, you know, you're living someone else's dreams until you start realizing that. And then you have to start figuring yourself out. You have to start 
thinking to yourself, like, do I really want this? Or is someone else telling me to do this? What, what don't I want in life? And what do I want in life? And that's when you start figuring out your path. All right. If, if someone would have told me back in high school that I'd be doing a podcast, uh, cause back then I don't even think we, we might've had podcasts like 10, uh, I think that was like maybe, yeah, maybe like 10 years ago, probably had the equipment to do, um, podcasts back then and live streams, but it wasn't, it wasn't like how it is now where it's really accessible and it's, it's inexpensive, excuse me, inexpensive in a way. But, you know, if someone would have told me, cause I wasn't really a confident kid in high school to be 110% honest with you. Like I, I had, a, I was confident in the knowledge that I had, but I wasn't confident enough to go out and preach it or go and tell someone if I came across them. And that, and that developed over time. Like I just realized like, okay, I want to do public speaking and I want to go and, and motivate people and do motivational speeches. And I want to do Toastmasters and get better at speaking in front of a crowd, in front of an audience. And, you know, little things just started happening where once I'm like, okay, that's really what I want to do. Everything else started to align. Right. That's why I started figuring out a lot of this stuff out was like, all right, I know I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be this person. I would take, I would literally take someone all right. I would take someone and literally go, I don't want to be this person. What is this person doing? And, and what don't I, why do I not want to be this person? Like what are these person's traits that I don't want to do? And then I figured out what I didn't want. And then what I would do is then I'd go and be like, okay, I'd look at people that, that uh, inspire me or motivate me. And I'd be like, what kind of traits do these people have? And then I'd be like, all right, I want these traits. And I'd start working on those traits and not the traits that, um, that everyone was trying to do uh, or follow, right? So that's what you got to start doing. You got to start thinking about yourself in the sense of like, what do I want out of life? What are my dreams and goals? And how can I get there? And then start working on yourself. It's all self-improvement. And most people, what happens is a lot of people try to help other people too much and they don't try to help themselves and work on themselves. And that's a big one too, all right? So I'm telling you, I'd go out there and start questioning a lot of things. You got to question a lot of stuff because what you'll start to find out once you get to a certain positive mindset, a lot of the stuff in society has really messed, messed a lot of us up and we don't even realize it because we're, we're too comfortable with uh, the way society is really set up. What I mean by that is time. What I mean by that is uh, how, how, um, how comfortable people are, how um, like people aren't trying to progress or self-improve. They just, they just feel like, you know, they're perfect and it's whatever and I'm entitled to this and, and whatnot. But you really need to go out there and figure out what, you know, what drives you as an individual. You got to find that why. A lot of these uh, motivational speakers go, you got to find that why or that passion or that why you get out of bed in the morning. And the reason for that too is because if you – don't have a why or you don't have a reason to keep going when shit hits the fan and you're, and you're at rock bottom, you're done. It's game over for you, buddy. Like there's, there's no more for you. Like there, you're going to give up. You're going to, that's, those are the people that commit suicide. There's, they didn't figure out their why they didn't figure out their why. So when they hit that rock bottom point, they couldn't keep, they couldn't go anymore. They just, they, they're like, there's nothing left because they didn't have that. Why if they had the why they wouldn't do it. Because they'd be like, I have too much to live for. Like, I didn't, I didn't get to that point where I want to be yet. M most of these people are just trapped in, in negative thought or, you know, they feel like they're, they're being left out. And if they could change that, that perspective on life, you know, um, you, they'd get out of it.
They wouldn't commit suicide. Um, now you're either you're either going to hate me for what I just said because either your political beliefs deny you that ability to look at it that way, or you just your beliefs. You know, it all comes down to belief. Like if you can't get through it, um, and your beliefs deny you certain things, you're you're never you're never going to make it. You'll never make it because your beliefs will constantly just deny everything. Um, you know, everything that's great. That's that's the big problem too. That's why. That's why I'm actually going to do, um, since I have all this equipment now, I'm going to start doing, uh, it's going to be called Done With Politics. And it's going to be, um, like I said before, I think I've mentioned this before, I'm going to do a political a political uh, podcast channel too, because I'm, ver- I'm very into politics. But what you'll find out, which I'm not going to go into, you know, what's right or wrong or anything like that, but what you'll, what you'll find out is once you have a certain mindset, once you're positive, once you're, uh, you, you know, you see things in a, in a bigger picture, like a 360 perspective, and you start looking at um, the world as a whole and not just like a 180 or, or straight in front of you uh, type viewpoint, you, you'll, like I'm telling you, you won't be able to go to one side anymore. Like it, it, it your options will completely limit you to one side. And, um, and that's why like, you know, I want to do that one too. Cause like all the stuff I'm talking about kind of, it's it's not that it's it's not that it's political, but like what you'll find out is like a lot of the stuff that's politically linked to it is uh, is is wrong, and like a lot of people are spreading a lot of wrong information. So um, that's why I want to do the political channel. But um, we'll we'll see how that works out. I don't I don't really have anything planned for that at all. Like right now, I'm just focusing on this. I have too much stuff going on, and like um, you know, I'd like to add that on. Like eventually, I'd like to do maybe an hour uh, per pot, like per per channel. Cause like, I want to work on something with Daniel too, with the podcasting. Um, I, I do want to do a lot more with the podcasting and I want to get more out there and start talking, you know, start, start talking a lot more on, um, you know, in front of people. So we'll figure that out and I'll, I'll update you on that whenever that happens. But, um, I'm trying to think real quick. But yeah. So just, just realize that you're probably living someone else's dreams. Now, you, you know, you might hear that because, like, the first time I ever heard something like that, I, I thought to myself, you know, it's, it is a scary thought because at first you deny, all right? You're going to deny it, what I'm talking about. Like, try, I, I've been through all these steps before. I denied it. I thought about it. I knew the person that when I heard it, because normally you hear this stuff from a motivational speaker or some type of uh, social media or some type of influencer, some type of um, – very high up influencer, a motivational speaker. And I denied it really heavily at first. And then I realized I'm like, wow, it, it makes a lot of sense. And then I kind of like, I was like, oh, no, it can't be true. Because because you automatically think you, like your mind automatically thinks it's it's your mind set on a certain belief or a certain viewpoint. And it's really hard to get out of it and to put yourself in someone else's position or perspective on something. And what ended up happening was like, I, I started to, um, I started to, you know, I paid attention a lot more because it, it kind of exposed my mind to the possibility. And I started to really pay attention. I started realizing that, yeah, it's, it's, it's 110% accurate. Everyone's really living someone else's dream. If you're working for a company, you're working for someone else's mission statement, or you're working for some, you're basically working for someone else to get wealthier, rich, or you're working for someone else's dreams and goals in life, and, and you're helping them exceed that um, that dream or goal, you know. And and we don't think of it that way. We just think of okay, I, I got to go get a job, you know. I got I got to go get a job, 
and I gotta, I gotta make money. Like it's uh it's a, um, economic, um, society. Like I gotta go and make money to live. So I gotta go get a job and there's nothing wrong with working a job, by the way. I'm not telling you to quit your job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to, hang on one sec. What I'm trying to tell you is like, just be careful that you don't get trapped at that job. Because what happens is most people just drift. They get into a position and then they progress and they stay with that company for 20 years and 20 plus years. And that's when you get too comfortable and you get screwed. And take it from me because that's what happened to, that's what happened to my dad. My dad ended up staying with this company for 20, 20 something years, 24, 23 years, something like that. And what ended up happening was he didn't, he didn't try to progress himself at all. And he got let go and then he got, he got stuck. Like he, his job got outdated. He got outdated from his job is because he was a uh, computer programmer and he wasn't educating himself. He wasn't watching the trends with technology. He wasn't really doing anything to keep going and he ended up getting let go. And then he got, he got stuck and you know, he's a lot older now, obviously. I mean, like I'm 23, so he, he's way older than me. Um, I, uh, I believe my dad's like 50, I want to say like 54. I think my dad's 54, but, um, the point that I'm trying to make to you is don't be that person where you're stuck. Don't put yourself in a position where you get too comfortable and then you drift and you start working on someone else's dreams and goals. And you never get to the point where you're working on your own dreams and goals. You got to be really careful of that. And, and you'll realize that once you get into, um, you know, maybe part-time work, you, you know, I, I really think any job you'll see it, but you'll start to see it once you actually work for corporate and 90% of people actually end up working for corporate because those are the massive companies that can give you the benefits and the raises and um, the promotions and all that stuff. Cause they're, 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 um, they're, cor you know, they're corporate, they're massive corporations that have all this money. So they're, they're the ones that can actually promise you and actually deliver on the promises they kind of give you with the promotions and the, the healthcare and, and all the, you know, the 401ks and all that stuff is they have the money to do it. Now, if you're at a part-time position, they're probably not going to give you all that stuff. So you're going to, you're just going to blame, you know, you're going to be pissed because you're not getting all this stuff and all the people around you are. But if you're working at a massive corporation like I am, where they're high, they have like 700 plus employees you know, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of stuff. You're going to, you know, especially if you're someone like me where you're very observant around your, your environment, you're going to see that a lot of these people are very comfortable and they'll probably stay there for another five, maybe 10 years and they won't do anything for themselves. They'll just do something for this company. They'll probably get fired, let go, or they'll quit because they won't want to do it anymore. And, or the, the other thing too is depression. Like that's why we have a lot of depression because people are working for other people's dreams and goals. Like, and then what happens is they get stuck in the routine of doing something for all these other, you know, this big corporation. And that's where they get a lot of the depression and stuff like that. And then people will blame society. It's not, it's, it's yes and no, but it's not really society. It's those people's fault. They just don't realize it because you're living in the United States. And I don't, I don't know if anyone else, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I think, I think people from across the world can see this podcast or the live stream. But um, if you're in, you know, the United States is one of the best countries in the world because you choose everything. It's all you. If anything happens to you, it's your fault. Why? Because you have the choice to fix it and go a different route. All right, which is maybe that gives me another idea to maybe jot down and, and talk about. But um, so you gotta you gotta really understand like it's 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 a choice, and it's your choice 
And it's going to be your fault if you take 20 to 30 years working on someone else's dreams and goals and you never get to your dreams and goals. It's your fault. It's not the person you're working for. It's not that corporation. It's not the people that you're working with. It's your fault. And you got to realize that. You got to man up, woman up, whatever you got to do. And you got to say, you know, because maybe someone reaches this and they're 50 or maybe they're 60 and they're like, they're like, shit, man. Like what he's saying is hundred percent true. What do I do? You know, like, damn, like he's right. That's why I'm pissed at myself. That's why I get, you know, I yell at my kids all the time. That's why I do this and that. And I'm, I'm a miserable, miserable, you know, piece of shit because I'm, I'm stuck in a nine to five and you know, my life is down the toilet and I've gave it, I've given this company 30, 25 to 30 years. It's and like what I'm going to tell you is that it's it's never too late. You can change it, but you have to realize it and you got to take the action. You got to go out there and take the action. And and it's hard. It's not easy. But I'm not, I'm I'm telling you like I I I'm struggling right now with this full-time job because I was working a lot of part-time jobs. Like I said, it's my first full-time job. And um and it's rough, man. They're timing me on everything. Um you know, and, and I'm not even getting the benefits right now. Like I got to work with this company for six months in order to get a 401k. I don't work with them for six months to go and get like, uh, I suppose I get the healthcare right away, but, um, you know, like to get these benefits, I got to be with the company for a decent amount of time. So it is stressful because like, I just feel like I'm, I'm working my ass off and like, I, I'm not really getting much. I mean, I haven't even seen a paycheck from this company yet. And I already feel kind of like, I mean, I just had a drink at, at Chili's. <laughs> I just had a drink at Chili's. Cause I'm like, damn, like they're, they're kind of killing me already. And it's only been four days. And I mean, the, the first two days I was there, they're cramming information into me guys. Like I'm telling you, like they're trying to, they're like, yeah, you got to do this, this and this. And I'm like, dude, like I've never seen this platform before. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I, you know, I just sucked it up and I started doing it. And I realized that, you know, av the average person probably really can't work here in this position because most people would have quit by now. Like, I, like uh, the second day I was there, I was kind of like, it was already kind of entering my mind, like, shit, man, like, can I really fucking do this? Like, is this, is this really possible to do this? And then, you know, you had, I had to talk myself off the ledge. Like I've been telling you guys in other podcasts, I had to literally talk myself off the ledge and go, yeah, man, you'll learn this it'll be a piece of cake within the next couple of days. Like you'll learn all this stuff. It just takes time, reputation. Look at the people. And I had to tell myself, like, look at the people around you. Like these people are doing it within seconds or minutes, like two minutes. They're done with this email that I took me like 15, 20 minutes just to get to the header and the, and the subject, you know? Um, so just, just realize, man, like you got to start paying attention. Like just start looking at your surroundings and tell yourself like, what, what do I want? What don't I want? What are my goals? And what are my dreams? Goal, you know, your dreams are what's going to motivate you, you know, get back up and try again and motivate you to keep going. Goals are going to be the progression, the progression of that dream that you have. All right. So you want the goals and you want the dreams. Keep dreaming bigger. Get those dreams nice and massive and then start setting yourself some goals so that you can start seeing progress because what happens is you don't see the progress and then you quit on the dream because you can't, you feel like you're not getting anywhere with the, the progression on it. So that's where the goals come into play. So they're going to show you the progression status of, oh shit, I'm almost there. I got this done. Um, I made a hundred phone calls. I did this. And then you're going to, you're going to actually be more motivated to keep going and follow those big ass dreams. So that's what you got to start doing. All right. So we're going to move on to the next one. So I'm kind of running out of time. So 
sorry, I don't know. If, I don't know if that did that, but all right. So the best, the second subject is the best revenge is massive success. So this is going to lead into this one. So what I mean by massive success is what it sounds like. You want massive success. Now, I think I said this in another um, goals and updates uh, podcast or live stream, but what ended up happening was, um, you know, I was my my first real ex was uh, someone that. I was madly in love with and she broke it off with me and I couldn't, I couldn't cope without it. So I kept trying to go back and go back and go back and go back. And, um, she was just like one, like, and I kept telling her like, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And she was like, you know, like talk, talk is cheap, but action is the real deal or something like that. And she was like, she was like, you know, anyone can say they're going to change, but it, it takes action and to show me that you're going to change, that you're changed or that you're going to change or, you know, to actually show me that you're doing it. And uh, at first, like, I kind of just like threw it off and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Cause I, you know, I was young and stupid. And, and I realized that, um, I realized that it came up in something else because the last girlfriend I had, um, the, the big difference is obviously, uh, I'm very, very, uh, Republican. And my ex was very, very Democrat. And what ended up happening was, uh, happening was like for the first couple of weeks, we didn't talk about politics or anything. And then what ended up happening uh, was like something happened. I believe it was um, something with gun control or something, I think because of that mass, the, the massacre with Parkland. And we, we ended up having to, you know, just brought out politics. And we completely didn't, we didn't get along at that point. Like we couldn't find common ground or anything. And what ended up happening was the other thing that kind of that got me to actually think about it was uh, she had a lot of anxiety. And I told her, because um, my one friend had a really bad anxiety, like my, my one, my one um, or co-worker that I had had really bad anxiety and she got over it. And, you know, I was trying to tell her, like, it's the same thing with depression, anxiety, all that stuff is all mental. All right, so it's all self-mental and it's all self-brought. And what I mean by that is it's the way you're thinking. You're overthinking about everything to the point where you're working yourself up and it's causing you to completely just like lose control of yourself. And um, so I tried to explain that to my ex-girlfriend or whatever and she kept telling me like, oh, that's bullshit. It's, it's not me. Like, you don't understand. You've never had anxiety before. And I was like, yeah, but I've had depression and depression is the same. It's almost, it's not the same thing as anxiety, but it's, it's a type of, it's, it's kind of why you're actually in that moment of anxiety because depression links into anxiety. It's like you didn't treat the depression and it just lingers and lingers and lingers and lingers. And then eventually you work yourself up so much of that depression and other stress and other stuff that it becomes anxiety and you, and you overwhelm yourself dramatically. And I was trying to convince her, like, if we could just somehow change your mindset and not be so negative. She, her beliefs, now this is what I meant by before, your beliefs restrict you, all right? And, and I'm probably going to say this on a lot of other podcasts because I, I honestly 110% believe this, all right? I've been depressed before. I know what it is. Um, you can't tell anyone they've never been depressed before. Everyone's been depressed, one, like, once in their life, all right? Once in their whole entire life. And you know, what happened with me was I hit rock bottom. All right. You're probably hearing my, uh, my dog Bailey, but it's all good. Cause I heard him on, I heard him on the headset. Um, 
But uh, what ended up happening was I got I got hit my rock bottom, got my lowest of my low, and then um, and then what happened was I ended up getting out of it because I changed the way I was thinking. That's when I found a lot of these motivational speakers because I was at the lowest of my low, and I and I and I and I did for a little while contemplate uh, suicide. Like suicide thoughts came into my mind, different things, and I started to think to myself, you know, like I got I got to change. Like, like something has to give and something has to change because there's no, there's no way like I could survive like this. And I started listening. Um, I actually ran into Grant, the guy Grant Cardone, because as you guys know, like that's, that's the guy I look up to a lot with business, anything related to like motivational speaking, basically anything. Um, I relate to that guy a lot. So I ended up changing the way I thought and I started to take action and start fixing my life because what happened was I ended up, what I figured out, and, and like I honestly believe this is the reason. Now, obviously, I can't tell you 100% this is the reason, but I'm almost 99% sure this is what happened. I became so dependent on my ex-girlfriend that once she left, everything turned upside down, and I didn't know how to cope with it, so I started doing a lot of stupid stuff, all right? I started doing a lot of stupid stuff, which, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too much into what I was doing, but... I was doing a lot of stupid stuff. I would tell myself, you know, like I don't, does, I don't, um, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I deserve this. Like this is my fault. All this stuff, and I'm, I'm putting more weight on myself. And I hit this rock bottom, all right. And I get to that suicidal area of uh, of thinking. And um, what ended up happening was I saw these people talking and like preaching and and all this stuff. And I, and I started thinking to myself, like, you know, I got to start changing what I'm doing. And I, you know, I'm at a point where even if what they're saying is wrong, I'd rather at least try what they're saying. And it, it, it you know, what's the worst that can happen? I'm already at rock bottom. So if, if I just imply what these people are trying to say and, and maybe it works out, it works out. But if it doesn't, I mean, I'm already at, I'm already at the bottom of the, you know, I'm already at the bottom of the bottom. Like there's no much lower I can get by just listening to some positive stuff. So what ended up happening was I changed my, my thinking and everything completely changed. And I was going through a little bit of um, depression and stuff like that when I was dating um, my ex-girlfriend. And she, you know, I was trying to try to tell her some of this stuff because I started realizing like I started becoming happier. I became a lot happier. Like I'm not, I'm like, I, I became so, so happy with myself to the point where when people were so low, I actually wanted to help these people. All right. I really did. And then that's why I'm starting like the goals and updates too. Cause I realized like if I could say something that maybe resonates with someone else and uh, it, it changes the way they're thinking, then maybe I could make a difference. Because uh, all it took was just words coming from someone else that has that been through the same thing that I went through and had the courage to speak up and start talking. And that's what changed everything for me. Now, my ex-girlfriend stayed the same, still had a lot of anxiety, and I tried to tell her that. And I had a friend, by the way, because I started talking about my friend, and I went into something else because it led into something else. But my friend had really bad anxiety to the point where she couldn't sleep for days at a time. And she said what happened was the doctor, this is where it becomes a little political for anyone that's out there, uh, what most doctors do is they give you pills, okay? When you go to them and you, and you say, I got depression, like I'm really depressed, I have anxiety, what do they do? They give you pills and they gave her um, Xanax, all right? And at first she didn't want to do it 
And she said, you know, it's really bad. I'm just going to take the Xanax. She took the Xanax. And I have other people too, by the way, like, and this is why I know, like, I'm 110% right on this topic with diet. We have a massive issue, okay? Um, this is where it gets a little political, but we have a massive issue where these doctors are just prescribing a bunch of shit and they're not trying to help these people by telling them it's their fucking mindset. And, th and, th and this is where I kind of get a little pissed off because um, I actually helped one of the people that, that, you know, come into this chat a lot or this uh, podcast or live stream and I helped her figure it out when the doctor kept prescribing her medication that was making her 110% worse, all right? And this is very common in the United States, by the way. I don't know. It could be a problem across the world, but in the United States, it's a massive, massive issue that never gets talked about because one side wants to do it, and the other side is just too, too much of a, a bitch, I want to say, to actually talk about it and bring it to an attention. Um, mostly because of money. It's, it is politically, you know, money generated and that's why. But anyways, they prescribed her Xanax. She took the Xanax and she said it put her in this, this stage where she was just in. Eh. And what I mean by in eh is she couldn't, she couldn't think on her own. It just put her in this, this daze or this haze type stage. And it scared her to the point where she's like, I'm never going to take this stuff again. Now, unfortunately, and she said it caused more like anxiety, you know, it actually helped with anxiety, but she said it caused her, um, it caused her more like suicidal thoughts. Like sometimes this stuff does cause more suicidal thoughts. Excuse me. And uh, what ended up happening was she knew she couldn't take it anymore. She stopped and she, and she put it on like, she put it somewhere where it wasn't visible, but she knew in, the, in her mind that she could, um, you know, she could take it if she needed and she ended up getting herself off it. And she ended up throwing them. I think she said she flushed them or whatever. And she ended up getting rid of the, the Xanax pills. And she said after that, um, she came up with like little tricks to, you know, get her to relax. Because she said she had a problem with relaxing. Like she was just so stressed out that she couldn't, she couldn't relax enough to go to bed or anything. And so what ended up happening was she um, figured out some tricks and she got rid of the pills permanently and she and she's like you know like that's one thing that you know I realized was that they just pushed these prescriptions on us and it was really just myself I realized that it was just mentally myself with anxiety and she said you know that's the scariest part for me is a lot of these people get addicted to these pills and prescription drugs that they get prescribed and all they had to do is just change the way they were thinking about themselves or or a position of themselves and they'd be okay and 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 I'm not telling you that it's that easy because like my girl, my ex-girlfriend got pissed because uh, she thought I was trying to make it sound so easy. And it's, it, it's not that it's easy. It's just like you got to put in the work. It's like if you want a ripped body, if you want the best looking body in the world, you got to put in the damn work, man. If you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire, you got to put in the work, man. You can't just get that stuff. You can't just go, up, you know, just say I want it and then it magically appears. You got to work your ass off for it. You know, and if, and if it's something like your health, there should be no question about it. You should be fucking putting in the effort to, for your health. You, you come first, man. Like if you don't take care of yourself, who the hell is going to take care of you? Okay. So that's a big thing. Like that's why, that's why when she told me, I said, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but you got to start trying. You got to start putting in the work and the effort and you got to start trying to, um, you know, self-improve. And no one self-improves. Like, I'm telling you, pay attention. Maybe your parents aren't even self-improving. Like, like sometimes, like, I look at my parents and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, like I don't know why you're doing that. Like, like uh, 
this should outweigh whatever whatever else you're doing. Like your health should come first. All right. And um, real quick, so um, so the best revenge, by the way, because I think I got off topic, but I don't know how we got to this point, but it was I, I liked it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually like getting off topic on that one. But the the best revenge, what I'm trying to say with this topic is the only best advice that I could give you is if you want to piss people off in the sense of people that doubted you, people that told you you were nothing. And trust me, man, when I tell you, I said, man, you know, it's probably one watching this, but when I tell you that people told me that I was a dumb idiot when I was uh, in, in elementary school and that I wouldn't achieve anything and I was just stupid. I mean, look at me now, man, I'm talking in front of you and I'm talking about some hard ass topics and I'm looking at things 110% different than the normal population. And that's a scary thought coming from a 23-year-old telling you um, that, you know, it's you got to change the way you're thinking. And no one tells you this, by the way. School, college, no one tells you this stuff. All right? No one. Not a single soul. All right? So you need to really try to figure out what's going on. I think my game is a little too high. I got to put it down. But, um... So the best, the best revenge is massive success. You want to be what everyone sees on TV, on social media, ads. You want to be everywhere. All right, and, and it's and it's really important to really understand that you you need, you should want that. You don't need Matt. You know, you don't need like the top of the line stuff. But in the same sense, like you want to be massively success successful. I don't want to stop that the halfway point, but successful, right? You want to be successful and that's what's going to create other people to go, Oh damn, yo, like look at that kid go. Like, I'm sure there's people on my um, Facebook and Instagram that join this and go, damn, yo, this kid barely talked in high school. Cause I have a lot of high school people on my uh, Facebook and Instagram. I don't have a lot of like outside people. It's mostly people I personally know locally that I went to high school with. And I'm telling you, I, I didn't talk at all in high school. Like I talked to a couple kids and maybe say hi or hello to certain people, but I did not talk to a lot of people. All right. So, you know, I'm sure I'm shocking a lot of people right now because I'm, I'm on here and I'm talking about all this stuff and they're probably like, damn, yo, like I didn't even know this kid had it in him to do all this stuff. All right. And I'm telling you, I'm out working all those people, by the way, too. Like I know for a fact I'm out working them and I'm not even at a hundred percent of effort. Like I'd say like I definitely need to clean up a lot of I still need to clean up a lot of stuff. I'd say I'm about 90% at the productive level and I should be at 100 or maybe even 85% productive and I really should be at 95 to 100. But um but the the point that I'm trying to make is you want massive massive success and uh, I'm going to wrap it up and go into done deal investments really quick cuz I only have like about uh, like 9 minutes to pitch it. But um you know, and, and maybe I'll re I'll, I'll probably touch up on that again. Cause eventually I'm going to try to like run through maybe some old topics and just because like, you know, it just, just because some of them are really good. But, um, the point that I was trying to make throughout this is you want massive, massive success. All right. That should be your revenge. Don't look at people that I have one of these topics that is, that's about jealousy and, uh, to let jealousy go and start doing your own thing. And that's, what's going to replace, I'll actually talk about it again. Um, that's, what's going to replace the the best revenge is massive success in a sense of um like jealousy because jealousy is a big one too so we'll get into that one maybe like next episode 
It's going to be episode 58 maybe. So anyways, I want to pitch done deal investments right now because that's what I'm that's what I'm good at. So <laughs> that's what I'm good at. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn. Nice to meet you. My business is Done Deal Investments LLC. The slogan is where the deal is already done. Now, what this business is designed to do is it's, it's designed to help homeowners or distressed homeowners, people that can't um, financially stay afloat anymore with their property or need another resource because banks aren't really helping out in that department. Um, people are having a hard time getting mortgages. And uh, sorry about that. Someone was calling me. Um, uh, Instagram, sorry. But anyways, so what this business is designed to do is to help those people that financially can't sustain their home anymore and they need another resource. Banks aren't really doing that. They they barely give out mortgages. Like a lot of people are having problems with, uh, you know, getting approved for a mortgage. And the bank itself, um, you know, if you have a mortgage with them and, and you're like, I can't really afford it, you know, uh, they're not going to help you. They're going to say, too bad you signed a contract with us or an agreement with us. You got to pay us the money. We lent you the money. You said you could pay us back. You better give us the money. So what ends up happening is there's a lot of pre-foreclosures, meaning like uh, you're behind, you're, you're behind in your, um, your bill or your mortgage or whoever you're paying back on the, on the, the mortgage or the loan. And what happens is then you go into pre-foreclosure and the bank or like the, whoever's you know, giving you the loan is going to repossess the house back and you're going to lose everything. So if you're like halfway there, maybe even like you have a little bit left to pay and they and you go into pre-foreclosure, you lose everything. You paid all that money and they got nothing out of it. So I can help you with pre-foreclosures. I can do uh, foreclosures where a bank you know, owns it and maybe like you know someone that wants to get rid of the house really fast. Uh, you know, the bank wants to get rid of it really quick. I can also do um, divorces where you go do a messy divorce and you just want to get rid of the house fast. I can do um, a job transfer. I just got a, re I got a job recently, but obviously it's local. So I didn't, you know, obviously it doesn't really apply. But the point of the matter that I was trying to make is um, some, some people get job transfers from another state and they have to sell fast so they can go to the, the next job. I can help you with that. Or if you inherited a house and there's other, other cases where if you just want to, you know, your house is in really poor condition and you want to, you want me, per you know, you want someone to actually sell your house fast, I can do it. Now this works with, a, it's a three-step process that I like to call uh, three steps to financial freedom. The first step is um, I got to somehow get in contact with you. So I have all my information. It's very easy. If you really wanted to get a hold of me, it's, it's, it's easy as hell. On Facebook, I have my, my uh, email, my phone number, my um, website. I have a direct form on the website where you could just easily send a form to me. Um, I have, I'm on almost every single social media platform. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and I'm working on the YouTube. I keep saying I'm working on the YouTube, but it's just because I keep pushing it back. Uh, there's just so much stuff to do that I just keep pushing it back. And I'm trying to think of video ideas for Done Deal Investments. I don't want to just put random stuff on Done Deal Investments YouTube page. But anyways, um, so email. So it's www.dundealinvestment.com. My phone number is 954-857-6450. Email is dundealinvestments at outlook.com. And, you know, obviously you can just search up Dundeal Investments for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, or, and you can text me, by the way. So I'm giving you like multiple, multiple options. All right. You can direct message me on all the Facebook channel or uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, whatever you prefer. I'll, I'll, I'll meet your demands. All right. Now, real quick. Um, I, I personally, what's up, Nick? I'll give you a call back right after this show. I promise. 
Um, so real quick, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. So anyways, real quick. So I prefer a phone call um, out of all of them just because it's easier. I got to get through some basic questions. It's going to help me get what your financial situation is, how much, um, if you have any property damage, you know, you could tell me right away before I even have to go there. And that's step one. Now, step two is I'm going to have to schedule an appointment with you for me personally to go to your property. And I'm going to bring an estimate sheet. The estimate sheet's going to basically just have, um, you know, if you have broken windows, mold, anything we have to give the investor, um, the cost estimates, that's what's going to be on that report. And then I'm going to take five pictures inside and five pictures outside. And that's just going to be so the investor doesn't have to personally go to your house and annoy you. And we have all these people coming to your property. I can just send them the pictures and they already see it. All right. So now we're on step three. And by the way, you can ask me any questions throughout the whole entire process. Um, I'm here to help you. So if you have any questions during the process, just hit me up or tell me in person when I get there and I'll answer them, um, you know, as best I possibly can, depending on the question. Now, the other thing too is now we're on step three. So now this is where I go and find an investor that wants to match up on the deal. I run comps on the neighborhood. So I take the three closest houses to your house and I run comps and that's what we get the average price. And then all I do is I deduct the cost of repairs and then that's the price we're going to negotiate on. Once we agree upon the negotiation and the policies and the terms that I'll work with you, it doesn't matter if you need three weeks, four weeks. And I also have other resources that I can give you if you need a real estate agent, if you need a, um, a home, inve uh, home inspector, any resource, I'll give it to you. It's not a big deal. Um, I'll, I'll work with you, you know, 110% of the whole entire uh, process. Now, what's going to happen is once we agree on the terms and policies, it's going to go under contract. So from there, what's going to happen is uh, you're going to sign the contract agreement. I'm going to sign the contract agreement. And when I get the investor, the investor is going to sign the, the agreement also. Now, this is going to complete step three, okay? And what's going to happen is um, you're obviously going to walk away scot-free from the situation with the cash that we agreed upon, okay? And uh, I'll give you the resources, like I said, and you'll go and be able to afford a property or a home that you can afford that's not going to kill you like the last one did. And then you'll be financially free where, you know, you're not going to have to pay con you. You're not going to have, like, all these things happening to you where uh, you're going to have to pay someone or, like, uh, the, the long, messy process of, like, pre-foreclosure or back back taxes from the, the government or whatever the case is, your financial situation. Now, um, so you're going to get out of that. The investor is obviously going to be um, rewarded because he's going to invest his money into that property and he's going to sell it for full market value. Now, done deal investments is going to win because the investor is going to pay us. And this is also the cool part. Normally, when you do a real estate transaction, you go and do something, you know, like with a realtor, they charge you a commission fee, right? The investor is going to pay Dundeal Investments a commission fee, which will be uh, what they call a finder's fee. All right, so this is the cool part. I got about a minute on Instagram, so I'll try to hurry up for Instagram. But um, so that's that's what's going to happen. So that's that's the whole process, uh, and it's three easy steps. All right, so it's not like five, ten steps. It's three easy steps, um, and I can easily find you an investor. All right. It's the investor part's not hard. It's, it's finding the people that need the help because most people don't want to be contacted or most people don't want, you know, they feel like it's embarrassing, which, you know, it happens to everyone, man. Like, uh, like shit happens. Like it's, it's not, you know, I'd rather help you than you struggle and then you lose everything. All right. 
So if you know anyone, whether it's a family member, a friend, uh, somebody you just meet on the street, recommend Done Deal Investments LLC and I'll help them to the fullest of my capacity. Now, the only thing where I wouldn't be able to help someone, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to know ahead of time, is uh, if you don't have enough room in equity. And all equity is is just like uh, if you owe too much money on the house, I can't help you. Like the resource isn't going to help you because the um, the investor and myself, Instagram just went out, but I'll still do Facebook. That's why I like Facebook better, man. There's no restrictions. Um, but what happens is uh, if there's not enough room in the equity, then there's no money that – because that's how you're kind of paying – that's how you're paying the investor and like myself and stuff is, is the equity. That's how we're going to make money on the deal without you physically trying to like just throw money at us out of nowhere. Uh, we're, we're using the money or equity line of your house. So that's how this works. All right. Um, so it's like money that you're sitting on basically. Now, um, I think that's everything with done deal investments. But yeah, if you know anyone, I mean, uh, have them reach out to me personally. I'm a, obviously I'm a very per, uh, personable person because I'm on here promoting it and I'll, and I'll be respectful to you guys. Um, I don't know any company where, uh, you know, they would do it like how I'm doing it where it's like kind of like personal information and stuff like that. Most people wouldn't do that. You probably wouldn't even talk to the person that owns the business. So, um, that's the, that's the best part about this small business too, by the way, is you're, you're talking and linked directly to me. And that, that means like, I'll take care of you personally, which is, which is amazing too, because you'll have a relationship with me now. Um, I think that's everything with Dundee Investments. Now, uh, I don't really have any um, – I did the updates and everything, so I don't have anything else. I'm going to try. Um, it's going to be hard because I'm still in training, but once I have a set schedule, it's going to be easier to get these things going on time. Unfortunately, um, my job has to come first. That's what's really making uh, – you know, that's, <laughs> that's what's kind of keeping me afloat, especially with this business, and I got to do uh, taxes too, so – um, that's a whole nother thing too that I'm trying to work out. Um, but yeah, so this has been episode 57 of goals and updates. I appreciate anyone coming out here and watching and, uh, just stay positive, man. And, and with goals and updates, I'm going to change the way you think. All right. I'm going to change the way you think. Um, again, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. It's been a done deal, everybody. Peace out.